Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, a podcast where we dig deeper into what it looks like to live a life where in the end, all that matters is God and people. Each week, we will have candid and authentic conversations about how every day brings a fresh beginning and that the best is yet to come as we work together to help fulfill the mission that Jesus has given us. Now, here's our host. Well, hey, guys. Welcome to our third episode of Loving God, Loving People podcast. My name is Robert, and I'm here with the Reverend Chad Moore, lead pastor I don't ever feel reverent. I appreciate you giving me that. I feel irreverent a lot. Just trying to boost up your title a little bit, but we're uh, we're going through this uh, podcast, talking through what we've been talking about on the weekends. But before I feel like we can dive into this, uh, for those who are watching on YouTube, they might notice at some point as you talk with your hands, Chad has this gnarly scar, scraped up, bloodied up arm. If you're just listening to this, you just have to imagine that in your mind. So I just, I think everybody needs to know, what is it that a lead pastor is doing that rips up his arm? What's putting you in harm's way that you're all bloodied up right now? Yeah, I'm going to have to mention it in the sermon this weekend because it's just so obvious. So I was, uh, we were camping. We did this thing. You can look it up if you want free advertisement right now. Wilderness Collective. We had some friends that took us on this wilderness adventure, and we're driving these Can-Am Maverick ATVs, who, and they're awesome. It's like driving a Batmobile. So Josh, my 17-year-old, and I are one, and we're just pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, and uh, I rolled <laughs> I rolled it over. <laughs> so I scraped my arm. So um, speeding leads to bleeding. That, that was my... <laughs> <laughs> that was the That conclusion. was my big life lesson right there. Speeding leads to bleeding. But um, didn't get hurt. Josh is fine. Um, they're kind of made to roll over. We were all strapped in. We had a blast. But I'm coming back bloody. Yeah. Well, it makes you look way tougher than you Does normally it? look. Yeah, normally right. with your nicely manicured hands and all that. Like, But right now, you're tough as nails, dude. Well, my, my hands are still softer than most women's <laughs> hands. So we'll, we'll just... We'll just uh, We'll just go with it. I asked Josh what was your favorite part of the trip, and it was when we rolled over. So <laughs> I bet it was after you had rolled over and he realized he was alive. Yeah. Well, where we're laying there, we're kind of on his side. I'm still strapped in, so when I unbuckle, I kind of fall. And I'm first thing I say, of course, is, are you okay? Uh-huh. He goes, yeah, Dad, are you okay? And I go, well, my arm's bleeding a little bit, but I'm fine. He's like, that was awesome, man. <laughs> that was so cool, you know. But uh, we didn't do it again. And for all the guys thinking that's cool, I'm with you. And for all the women that are thinking, Chad, you're an idiot. I agree with that too. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, well, thanks glad, for bringing that up, Robert. Yeah, Appreciate that. Yeah, glad you're okay. Well, this is a uh, this is we're going to talk about stuff, but it's also get to know Chad's world a little bit, and uh, and for anybody who's watching it, they're going to be wondering what's the story behind that. So, just wanted to hook them up, help them out. That's what happened. All right. So we're talking about loneliness. So as we've been kind of preparing this series, it's the Lord's Prayer, and in that, Jesus is really giving us remedies to hopelessness. And one of the areas we experience hopelessness is relationally and feeling isolated, feeling alone. Talk through some of the stats that you looked up as far as how we're doing as Americans when it comes to loneliness. Yeah. Well, first of all, I would say anybody that has dealt with loneliness, I'll just tell you what you are. Normal. It's just part of the... The human condition, and, and maybe, Robert, let's let's just kind of define. So when we talk about loneliness, we're not talking about um, being by yourself. Yeah. Um, there are many times I've been by myself, and I didn't feel lonely at all. Yeah. Right? And there's been other times I've been with my family at a family reunion, and I felt horribly lonely. Yep. 
uh, or I was with my wife and I felt lonely because we were fighting or whatever. Uh, yes, we have disagreements in the pastor's home on occasion, and it's probably usually my fault. But anyway, you, you can feel lonely uh, in your marriage. You can feel lonely in a crowd. Uh, so we're really talking about kind of a state of mind and and just kind of an, an emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the question? I kind of wanted. You were, you were defining loneliness for us. So if to give some parameters, it's it's a relational. It's not being alone. It's a more of a relational disconnect. It's it's. Yeah, and it's a sadness that you feel from being disconnected. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 honestly it's unmet expectations. It's it's this idea of what this relationship's going to be, and it's not what it's supposed to be, and and it's not. Um, and then sometimes isolation can cause loneliness. You you were asking me about statistics. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it was. So yeah, I looked it up, and 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 this is 2019 stat. Yeah, a 2019 stat, which so is kind of irrelevant in 2020 because oh, it's going to be far worse yeah. now. Yeah. Because COVID hadn't improved anything, yeah. Uh, other than Amazon stock, so um, <laughs> I don't know if I should have said that. But anyway, it's we'll out edit there. it out. Yeah, no, well, just leave it. It's true. Everybody knows it. Okay, so sixty-one percent was the stat in two thousand nineteen of Americans say that they they were lonely. That would on a survey go, yeah, that's me. Um, yeah, yeah, which is interesting because that's seven percent up from the previous year. Okay, so twenty eighteen, which. I mean, think of 2018, think of 2019 compared to 2020. Those years were pretty good. Yeah, I'm going to say 2020, I don't have the stats for it. it it's got to be in the 80s or more. Yeah. Uh, just because of the reality of of what's going on in the world. So so loneliness isn't an issue. I would even say we have a loneliness pandemic. Yeah. Um, that's affecting a whole lot more people than COVID is, uh, at, at least from a from a viral standpoint. So, um yeah, it's a big deal. In fact, in the, in the, I learned this from you, uh, you gave a sermon on... Uh, how pornography affects the mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, I don't remember, a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the name of that series? That's a great question. That's um, not the name of the series. Anyway. I don't remember it. You, <laughs> you can go back and, and, and look it up. I'm, I'm picturing the graphic in my mind. But any, anyway, you talked about how um, in Great Britain, in the UK, yeah. they now have a minister of loneliness yes. because it's, it's to epidemic proportions. Yeah, and that's just in recent years. They, they started surveying people, and they found the same thing we're finding in America that it's such a train wreck in Great Britain that they have somebody now, their whole job is to help people feel relationally connected, to help them not feel isolated, to help them not feel like they're the only person going through what they're going through, Uh, which I think that's part of the loneliness too. When you don't have people gathering together, you don't have people having conversations, you don't have people looking each other in the eye and going, yeah, I'm dealing with that too, or yeah, I've been wrestling with that too. You feel that isolation. Yeah, that series was called You Asked For It. Oh, okay. And you talked about sexuality one weekend. Okay. And the effects of uh, pornography. Perfect. I thought you were just texting friends. I was starting to feel lonely because you just started messing with I your phone. Because I was ignoring you. Everybody was on your phone. Yeah, so. On their phone. Okay. You know what? It wasn't that series. It was a different one. I'm going to find it in a second. Let's keep talking about loneliness. Yeah. Well, I'm feeling lonely right now as you're just looking down at your phone. But. This is it. This is. Unfiltered. But this is. Unfiltered, unfiltered was the name is, of that series. Okay. Yeah, but you're making a good point. I mean, we go to a restaurant, and all of us are looking That's at right. our phones instead of talking to each other. That's right. Um, I have a rule when my wife and I go out on a date. I leave my phone at home or in the car. Yeah. Um, if by some chance I need to have it, I don't look at it unless she goes to the restroom or something. Uh, she has her phone in case the kids need us. But, um, yeah, we're all looking at our phones. We're all ignoring one another. Social media has not contributed to mm-hmm. intimacy. So, on social media, I have some... 
however many thousand quote unquote friends. Yeah. And I find myself instinctively, if I have any gap, any free time, any, you know, white space on the calendar that I don't have a meeting, without even thinking about it, I'll grab my phone and I'll just start looking at it. And, and so in some ways we're connected with all these people and I see what's going on in everybody else's lives, but we're not actually connected. So talk yeah. about kind of that psychological. Yeah. Well, it contributes to loneliness. Um, I mean, the fact that the UK had to have this minister, social mm-hmm. media is contributing to that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I'm going to say in the sermon, actually, I talk, I'm going to talk about it a little bit, is is when you feel lonely, social media is the last thing you should be looking at. Why is that? Because you're comparing the crappiness of whatever's going on in your life to somebody else's highlight reels. Mm-hmm. And what's fascinating about a selfie is most people are alone. I always say it's called a selfie because narcissisty is too hard to spell. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, I laugh at myself. I'm, I'm my best audience. I like that joke. But anyway... um. Look at selfies. It's somebody, here I am, mm-hmm. in this beautiful place, yeah. alone, <laughs> right? So I'm going to share it with all my, you know, all of that is highlight reels. It's, it's, it's what we want people to think we're experiencing. Yep. Um, but you are not alone in your loneliness. Yeah. It's, it's, it's part of the human condition. Um, Jesus had moments where he had to feel lonely. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he's in the Garden of Gethsemane, he asked Peter and his, you know, buddies to, to pray with him. And he comes back and they're sleeping. Mm-hmm. He's over there sweating drops of blood, agonizing, you know, Father, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. And he comes back and says, you guys couldn't watch and pray with me for one hour? Yeah. Loneliness is part of the human condition. Social media doesn't help. It actually makes it makes it worse. Um, and so we're talking about it. If you let loneliness really take hold of your heart and soul, you, you start to feel hopeless. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's addressed in the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. So when Jesus is teaching us how to pray... How does, because you honed in specifically on our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, how, how is that a remedy for loneliness? Well, the, the, the first thing is when Jesus tells us, this then is how you should pray, he's not saying these are the magic words of sure. prayer. It's a framework, it's a... Yeah, the, he's saying the, these are the best principles of mm-hmm. prayer, and he begins with the word hour, yeah. um, which means... There is a spiritual connection that you and I have when we pray together. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's been interesting to me over the past few months, you know, Katrina and I started this prayer time in our home mm-hmm. when the pandemic went down, and then we moved it to the auditorium and added worship and all that. And how many people have sent me a note and said, hey, even though we're online, it's so special. I feel so connected. Mm-hmm. Well, the truth is they're still in their house by themselves, right? Or, or maybe with their spouse. But there's a supernatural connection that we have in prayer. Um, think about all of the familial terms mm-hmm. in the Bible when it comes to Christian life. So we call God, like in this prayer, we'll talk about this in a second, our Father. Uh, you're my brother in Jesus. I have sisters in, in Jesus. You know, we're the family of God. Now, they're all relational terms. There's, there's a spiritual connection in prayer. So when we pray together and we say our, there's something powerful about that. Yeah. Whether we're praying together online and, you know, I'm praying for you because you sent in a chat request or whether we're, we're in the room. Yeah. Um, I cannot wait to regather. Um, by the time this goes out, we will have already regathered. But um, there's just something special and powerful about that. It's, it's very important. Online is a good tool. I'm grateful for it. But in the room's better. So our, our family, when we did that first prayer gathering, we gathered together in the living room and you and Katrina were kind of just given a, a guide, hey, pray about this, and then you just give some space. Yeah. And as a dad, 
hearing my kids kind of take those cues, but then they're talking to God. And they're, it wasn't the words they were saying. It was just how they were saying it. It was genuinely they were connecting with our Father, our Heavenly Father. And this whole pandemic, that's been one of my highlights. And, and all of that, you talk about the highlight reel. I would put that at the top of the list of hearing my kids pray from just a genuine heart, a relational connection with God, that it, it was the best. And it did. It unified us as a family. And, the rest, and then we got done and everybody went to their own rooms, played video games, whatever. But it was a moment praying together as a family that it's hard to replicate that or. Yeah. Well, and you have that spiritual connection. That's a mystery of it's your kids. You're the dad, but you're also their brother. Yeah. Uh, spiritually. Yeah. Which is this amazing, uh, wonderful, wonderful thing. I don't even know that we can articulate it fully. What that is. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's amazing. So there's the hour side to it. Mm-hmm. it. It connects us spiritually. The Holy Spirit connects us to God and to each other. There's mm-hmm. a supernatural thing there. Uh, and then of course, father uh, is, is that intimate term. When you hear somebody else pray, so intimacy is, um, this sounds kind of cheesy, but it helps us remember it's into me. See, when I pray, the real me's coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm really praying, mm-hmm. right. If I'm faking it or putting on a show, maybe not, but, but real prayer is into me. See, um, you want to know what you're, Spouses think and pray with them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very powerful, intimate, beautiful thing. So that's just, I, I guess, a little pastor bonus. Dudes, if you're not praying with your wives, do that. Um, and I'm convicting myself right now. I need to do more of that. Um, but but there's a supernatural connection there. And then, of course, we call God Father. And so um, in, the, in the Lord's Prayer, you know, the first thing that you do is you, you, you don't focus on your feelings. Uh, you focus on the fact that God is your Father. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus said in Matthew 28, 20, he'll never leave us or forsake us. He's always with us to the very end of the age, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's a done deal. And so we, instead of allowing our feelings to overwhelm us, we change our focus to the facts of God's word, that he's our father. And we remember the presence of God. This is one of the reasons why I'm teaching the church to pray, come Holy Spirit mm-hmm. with your palms up, you know, yeah. just receive and experience his presence. Now we're so used to this prayer, even people maybe who are newer to church, they've heard this prayer or football teams before they went on the field. Yeah, they I did prayed, that as a kid. Yeah, they, yep. they prayed this prayer, for thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever, amen, and they, let's go crush them, you know, and they go out on the field. And, <laughs> let's go wipe out the enemy. <laughs> but we're so used to it, we're so familiar. When Jesus is first saying this on the Sermon on the Mount, it's revolutionary. Oh, it's mind-blowing that he would call God Father. Yeah, and for that community. So, so That's talk one about, of the reasons why they put him on the cross. Yeah, so this is... No, it is the reason, we, actually. We miss that because we're so used to it. Yeah. Um, but this this is unheard of in the ancient Near East of, of them going, wait, we're going to call God what? Yeah, well, here's, here's, here's how we're getting the Lord's Prayer wrong. Uh, a bunch of people are saying it, but nobody's really praying it. Hmm. Right? So we, we say it. It's a special thing. You mentioned the football games. I'm from Texas. We prayed before the football games. Um, so everybody's saying it. Nobody's praying it. To, to pray it is to step into this reality that our Father, hallowed is his name, the holy, almighty, supreme being of the universe has loved me enough to adopt me into his family. Mm-hmm by the grace of Jesus and receiving him into my life to the extent that I can call him Abba Father the way Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Everybody's saying it. Nobody's really praying it. I mean, right now I've got goosebumps sitting here talking about it. But just the reality that Almighty God loves you, Almighty God loves me. Um, you know, when we talk about loneliness, again, we're not talking about being by ourselves. 
we're, we're talking about a feeling. Some of the most powerful moments in my life, I was by myself, but I was not alone. That's right. Yeah. Because God was with me uh, in the woods, by the campfire. Yep. Um, and and I've never felt more loved, mm-hmm. never felt more connected. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there wasn't anybody within 20 miles yep. of where I was sitting. Um, so our Father in heaven. Yeah. My greatest moments us. of connection, relational intimacy have been in the wilderness, have been just me and God taking a moment, taking time out from the chaos, the busyness, all of that. And and what would look like me just sitting there in isolation was actually me experiencing some of the deepest relationship I've ever experienced in my life. Yeah. It's a little bit of heaven in the real world. Mm-hmm. If I live to be 500 years old, that kind of moment would always be part of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can be by yourself and yet not alone. Yeah. Uh, just like you can also be with your family, you know, in a family reunion, and you've never felt so alone. Yep. So it's 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 really kind of a state of being internally. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first step out of it is to remember the presence of God, mm-hmm. uh, and that He's our 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 Father. Yeah. Yeah. So used a term that we don't normally use, hallowed. This hallowed. Is, yeah. Or yeah, if you're you grew up in church, we always put Ed at the end of it. Uh, explain that word, the significance of Jesus. Again, he's teaching us kind of a framework, and and he's he's giving us this principle. Yeah. Um. There, there's a reverend. I mean, you were calling me reverend earlier, <laughs> which is you never said that before. And it, we don't really do titles at Sun Valley. I'm, I'm just Chad. Um. There's there's a reverence to the word Hallowed. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and and this may even be, and, and just to confess this, this may be a mistake I've made in my teaching, because I'm so wanting to get across, God wants an intimate relationship with you. And, and of course, the word there for Father is Abba. It's Aramaic. It's what Jesus would have called, um, called God the Father. And, and the best translation we have is Daddy, mm-hmm. but but it's it's more reverent than that. Um we don't have really a good translation. So it's not like, hey, God is my buddy. Hey, buddy, mm-hmm. old pal. Yeah, Jesus is my homeboy. Yeah, it, no, it's not that. It's, 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 this, it's this reverence that I have for the almighty God and this gratitude that I have that I can call him Abba. Mm-hmm. It's, it's my father is the king, Yeah, uh, the, the most powerful being in the world. And yet, even though he might be in a meeting, when I go and tug on his, you know, pant leg or whatever, he still gives me his attention. Mm-hmm. So it's not a lack of reverence because hallowed is his name. Um, it's the reality of the grace that we have in Jesus. That's what's being emphasized. Yeah. Yeah. There's a posture to this prayer too, where God gets bigger and bigger in our minds. Not that, you know, he is God, but just for us to frame our minds around the fact that yes, he is holy. He is set apart. Um, it's about his name. It's about his kingdom. It's about his will. That this prayer, Jesus is teaching us to to submit ourselves to God, but then also to know that we're dearly loved and and welcomed into His family. Well, there is, and and, and there, here's the other side of that coin. You, you nailed it. Here's the other side of that coin. Nothing will make you feel more lonely than self-absorption. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing will make you more depressed than being selfish and self-absorbed. Because all you focus on is you, mm-hmm. what you don't have, how life is not going right, how somebody's not loving you, 
Um, when I'm paying attention to what somebody's not doing for me, all it does is separate us and I feel more and more lonely. Mm-hmm. But when I pay attention to the positive and what's happening, it turns that around. When we say our Father and we get our mind around the reality of the amazing grace of God, it sets us in a place where now we're receiving love, we're receiving what we desperately need, and it shakes us out of loneliness. And that's that's the depth, Right on some level. I mean, we hadn't even got close to the yeah. bottom of it, but that's, that's the depth of that, that first principle in the, in the Lord's prayer, you know, our father in heaven who is holy and yet Abba God, mm-hmm. Abba, my father. Mm-hmm. It's mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're running out of time here. Um, I just want to ask one practical question. So if somebody right now they're listening and they're watching, they're like, Hey, I, I'm feeling lonely. What's one thing they can do right now to help them on a journey, on a path to, to break free from that. Yeah, I would encourage you bluntly, and, and this is not because I'm anything special, but I gave four things um, this past weekend that are all in the Bible, four things you can do mm-hmm. to help with, with loneliness. Um, so I'll give one of the four. So okay. so the first one we've already mentioned, remembering the, the presence of God. The second one is, <laughs> I just said, avoid the pity party. Mm-hmm. Um, we have got to, and I, I think I got this line from you, Robert, we, we've got to think about what we're thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible tells us to think, to take our thoughts captive. Feelings aren't facts. And what we focus on is what we move towards. And, and a pity party just takes you deeper and deeper and deeper into it. Mm-hmm. And so um, I gave two other things to kind of help pull you out of it from this past weekend. So listen to the sermon. But, but I would say, think about what you're thinking about. Remember what you focus on is very powerful. Uh, which is why Jesus gets our mind right at the beginning of that prayer. The most holy God loves you, cares for you. Uh, you can call him Father, and you are not alone. That's good. Yeah. I think that's a good landing point for us. Got I was it gonna, from Jesus. I was going to ask you some random question, but I think uh, I think we'll end on, on that instead. I'm going to end serious? Yeah. Okay. I asked you about your scar at the beginning, so I feel yeah, like that's we... that's true. Everybody's so fascinated and interested in that. Yeah, fun facts <laughs> about Chad. Well, thanks guys for joining us for the podcast, and we'll see you on the next episode. Yeah, thanks for being with us. Thanks for joining us this week on the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening to us, so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you left us a review or shared this podcast with a friend. Doing that will help us reach and help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you're always welcome to join us online or in person for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc. Thanks for joining us.